Bonjour, welcome to a special edition of Café de René. James here, joined once again by the Star Show, Mr. René Dupree. René, we've brought a great guest today. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't like to admit that I'm a mark, but in this case, I have to because as a young child, he was by far one of my favorites. Uh, in my opinion, probably the greatest promo in wrestling history. The one, the only, Jake the Snake Roberts. Bonjour, monsieur. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So, um, where are you uh, now? Are you are you living in Texas still, or did you move? Georgia. Living in Georgia? Yeah. Up, up, uh, I'm visiting my ex-wife, soon-to-be wife. Oh, so you're getting oh, remarried wow. to the same wife? Yes. Oh, wow. Is yeah. now would that be Cheryl? Or? Yeah, after go away. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's yeah. cool. Different, right? So, um, I don't know where to begin. I mean, uh, growing up, a huge fan of the WWF. I mean, Jake the Snake was, well, let's face it, he he was one of the best, and um, so I got so many questions to ask you about, you know. Psychology mostly. Uh, in your opinion, this day and age in the wrestling business, where do you see it as far as telling stories? It's in a bad spot, man. It's in a real bad spot. Unfortunately, what is happening is these uh, young wrestlers, they they haven't learned anything about telling a story. Hmm. They, they don't understand it. And they've gotten into this high flying suicide dives, uh, you know, doing every move in the book, but they forgot to do one thing. Sell. <laughs> they don't right. know how to shit. Right. You know, right. and that's the cry and shame. Because you have to sell to create, to create a dilemma for the baby face. And today, you don't know who the baby face is or who the heel is. True. Because they're all going out and doing the same shit to each other. <laughs> yeah. But the biggest thing missing today is the art of selling. Right. Right. There's only a handful of guys that know how to sell. And unfortunately, I don't see it changing. I don't see it changing because today with the television being where the money comes from, right. they've got this this thing in their head that it has to be, you know, crash and burn, burning fires, you know, rockets glowing, you know, I mean, all this crazy shit when it doesn't have to be. Right. You know, give me a Daniel O'Brien out there with with, with, with with somebody to work with, you know, and watch a real match. Watch psychology being used. Watch selling. That's what I want to see. People it's that so, know. It's, it's so funny that you mentioned uh, burning because the other day, this Monday, we sh there was a clip going viral on Twitter of a guy getting lit on fire by a referee <laughs> and then his opponent throwing him outside the ring onto the concrete. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, I'm not. I wish I was. But I, that's where we are. Now, like, I mean, like, because I've been wrestling since I was 14, so yeah. over 20-some years, and, like, it would be a joke in the locker room. Yeah, next week we'll come back and I'll set you on fire. But yeah. It was a joke. But now they're literally doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that started in Japan, right? The you FMW. Know? Yeah, they yeah. were doing that crazy shit over there, and now they brought it over here between the between the Mexican influence and the Japanese influence. These kids haven't got a chance, right? Nobody teaches teaches them how to sell. Nobody teaches them how to build a match. You know that's the reason they have. You know, uh, 
in, in AEW, each each match you have a, a coach. Right. And the coach has to try to set this stuff up, but these kids don't even have a clue. Now, are they not listening? No, they don't have a clue anyway. Wow. So, I they're, mean, like... They're great athletes, right. but they understand how to sell and how to build a match. Very few. Right. Very few. And the, all the wasted moves, mm. you know, uh, not even to count how many DDTs are done in a match. Oh, my God. I, I got to bring that up. Um, yeah. Well, you know, people have asked me about that, and, and I always respond with, I love to see them because every time somebody does it, nobody, nobody covers anybody or they kick out. And all that does is tell the fan at home that when Jake Roberts did it, you didn't fucking move. Hundred percent. But I was well, I'm not gonna mention names and call yeah. anybody out. So but Jake, I did watch an AEW match. Excuse me? Jake must be a whole lot better than these guys then. Right. But there were there was a match, it was the main event, and it was in uh Toronto, Canada. Uh and they used the DDT like like a bump and feed. Yeah. Like, you know how you like clothesline, clothesline, yeah. or punch, which yeah. I hate. They were doing that with the DDT, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's insanity, man, and, and it just shows you where they're at. Yeah, you know, when's the last time you've seen a headlock, hip toss, arm drag sequence? I was watching Raw this past Monday, and they had two girls in there, and they actually grabbed the headlock takeover. I was like, wow, I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, you know, these guys don't remember that a headlock used to be a finish. <laughs> right. <laughs> Clothesline used to be a finish. Yeah. Yeah. Now I get hit with three of them and doesn't sell any of them. Right. Well, credit to Stan Hansen because in Japan, the clothesline still is a finish. You fucking right. Yeah. And yeah. if Stan does it, it you'll, it'll be a finish. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I want to talk about your time in Calgary. Like when I got brought in, I got brought in uh, and trained by guys like Leo Burke. Yeah. Uh, the original Cuban assassin, Angel Acevedo, Hubert Gallant. Can you talk a little bit about those guys? Oh, man, I love the Cuban assassin, brother. Great guy, huh? Oh, unbelievable guy. I'll tell you something. Uh, We were in Saskatoon, and there was a bar we all went to, but so did the hockey teams. Okay. And uh, we were in the bar, and the Cuban assassin was there, and uh, Mr. Hito. Okay. Was there. And Sakurata was there. Well, a couple of these fucking hockey players fucked with Mr. Hito. Ah, bad move. Mr. Hito just smiled. Right. Because out of respect, Sakurata got up and kicked the dog shit out of these fucking guys. Right. (laughs) I was amazed at how fast he kicked somebody in the face. So I imagine Hito must have been the elder and then Sakura was yeah. his young boy, right? Out of respect, right? Yeah. So what happened was after he kicked their ass, they drug those they drug those two guys out and they went back to the hotel and got a bunch more hockey players. Oh shit. So they're coming back to, to the bar, and lo and behold, who do they run into? The Cuban assassin. <laughs> There's like six guys. Right. They jump him. Okay. And the next thing you know is they're screaming, man, he's fucking bleeding a lot. It wasn't him bleeding. It was the other guys. Yeah, he carried he carried a knife in each boot. Yeah. And it had blades on both sides. Damn. And all he done was he, he hunkered down, rolled himself into a ball, and then just did this with his arms. <laughs> he sliced and diced those poor fucking kids up <coughs> he fucked them up bad but I, I love my time in Calgary it was an opportunity to me, for me to be a main eventer right as we both know wrestling the last match is much different than wrestling the first match 100% you know and uh, the last match is already made for you when you get to the ring mm. Guy in the first match has to build it from the beginning to the end. Right. So 
to wrestle junkyard dog a lot. Yeah. Quite an experience. He was Sylvester, Sylvester Ritter back then. Uh, he was a pimp. <laughs> was it Big Daddy Ritter? Yeah. 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 And uh, that's where our friendship really blossomed. Mm. I'd met him before a, year, a couple of years before in Louisiana. And uh, that was quite an experience there, too. Right. But so I have to ask, in your opinion, saying, well, I don't know, weekly towns doesn't really happen this day and age, but what no. would you, what to build a card, like in the old days, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were running weekly towns, so you had to start slow and build. Right. 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 This day and age, do you think it's more like a rock show where you have to start fast and then bring them up, bring them down, and then take them home with something big? Today, whereas we would build a story for weeks right? back then. They build a story and have the finish before the fucking show's over. Right. So there's not a whole lot of time to develop to develop the match, mm-hmm. to, to nurture it, mm-hmm. to, to sell, to have a comeback, to have a fuck, you know, where the guy gets fucked over. None of that happens now. Right. It's so in your opinion, building a match is like almost having, making love to a woman, right? You got to start slow, a little yeah. bit more play. Up <laughs> in the first 30 seconds. Right. Right, right. Yeah, always. I've always considered to tell that story that I believe that the wrestling a match is like making love to a woman. Right. You know, you 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 get to her, you touch her, you kiss her, you rub her neck, you make a move for the butter beans, and pushes you away. She heals you off. So you kiss some more and touch and feel and pop and go again. She she slaps the hands and heals you off. Right. Keep working till you finally get there. Right. Now but then, the next move. But then when it's like a hot angle, sometimes you got a jump start, right? Well, good luck with that. <laughs> James, you got any stories for our guest or our questions? Oh, I've got a million questions. Um, one, of, one of my favorite stories you had, Jake, was with uh, Rick Rude, who's yeah. one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um how was it working at Angle, and have you got any fun stories to share off uh, Rick Rude? Yeah. Um, I met Rick uh, in the early 80s. He came to Georgia to visit uh, Animal, the Road Warrior. Stayed in our apartment, and there was a nightclub about a mile away, and he went to it. We told him, be careful. Well, he went down there and he hooked up with some girl. Then on the way out of the club, there's two guys beating up one guy. And the girl screams, oh, no, I know him. He's my friend. Don't let him hurt my friend. So what does Rick do? He runs over to get into it to stop it. All three of those guys jumped him. Fuck. Because he had had a a bunch of gold hanging off his neck. Fuck. that shit off and took off running, including the girl. Oh <laughs> man! But they fucked him. They busted his eye for about twenty-five stitches. Jesus Christ! Came back to the apartment drunk, passed out on our couch. It was a white couch. Oh, he bled all over it. Bled all over that fucking thing, man. So he went to the club alone. None of the other boys yeah. were with him. Yeah, we were. We were making a town. Oh, okay. So, oh. time we got back, he was gone. We we went on to bed because we had to get up and go, you know, go someplace the next day anyway. Right, right. But that was my first meeting. The next time I met him, he was at WWF, and um, we got along pretty good. Mm. And then we did the angle. The one of my toughest matches of my career was doing the twenty minute Broadway with him. At WrestleMania four, yeah, yes, holy shit! You know everybody wants to bust their ass at WrestleMania and and, and steal the show, right? Well, we're doing a Broadway. We're not going to steal nothing. 
Because <laughs> 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 we're not figured in to steal nothing. Right. You know? And trying to keep up with him for 20 minutes, man, was tough. He could but, go, huh? Oh, my God, he could go. And I finally just had to start leaning on him, <laughs> you know, till he blew up. Right. Because I learned that a long time ago. Let me put a hand on you. If I can put my hand on you, I'll blow your ass up. Right. <laughs> and that's the, that's the funny thing, because both you guys smoked, right? Oh, yeah. He could still fucking... He could still fucking go, man. That's fucking awesome, but, man. Um, we did the thing up there where he, he came to the show and said, Vince, what do you think about these new tights I've got? And of course it had Cheryl on his Right. Yeah. Well I walked up and seen that shit. I said, You're not wearing that fucking shit out there. Why not? This is my fucking wife, man. Right. <laughs> he goes, I'm gonna wear them. I said, if you wear them out there, I'm gonna hit the fucking ring and rip them off of you. That's what you did. You're fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> and argue with me he goes why why do you why do you feel so strongly about that i said Vince, if i don't go out there i'm a fucking douchebag you know and he didn't understand that and he tried psychology to, fuck that Vince. you're not talking me out of it as soon as he gets in the ring i'm going out right and he's like no you're not you're not going to no you will not do that right there i went and of course, oh, so you oh, just went into business for yourself called an audible said fuck it i'm doing it right i did wow and then after we done, did it after it was over vince loved it right oh it was fucking great television oh it's so fucking good you know right rick really put it over too his legs were flailing and everything his arms were flailing because lord lord be known if, if he wanted to he could knock me out in about 35 seconds right 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 if he took his time <laughs> if not he'd knock me out in about five seconds right because <laughs> he was a tough son of a bitch man yeah that's what I hear man really you know he's a wrestler Arm yeah was he yeah. like a he was like a no, I don't know if he's a world <laughs> champion but a state champion right him and Scott Norton both from Minnesota yeah. both great arm wrestlers yeah but Rick man he, he broke a guy's arm doing it Jesus Christ he snapped it Wow. But uh, we had some fun wrestling, man. Then uh, my wife, you know, she got involved and she wound up slapping Rick one night. Yeah. And we got back to the locker room and Rick says, your fucking wife hits harder than you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we got uh, loads of questions up here. Are you willing to answer a few? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first one from uh, Cricket. Uh, Jake, do you have any good Ahmed Johnson stories? There are no good Ahmed Johnson stories. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? So I take it you two didn't get along? No. Okay. I, I tried to help him, and, and he just he blew me off, man. Oh. You know, Vince asked me to, to help him. I said, all right, I'll, I'll help him. So I talked to him one night, and I said, all right, we're going to Indianapolis tomorrow. I'll be at the building at five 530. See you there. Never showed up. Oh. So when he finally did get there, I said, what happened? He goes, he goes, hey, man, don't talk to me like that. I said, what do you mean don't talk to you like that? I just asked you what happened. He goes, nothing fucking happened. I get here when I fucking want to. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Wow. You didn't try to give you an excuse. You just No, yeah. no. Wow. He didn't give a shit. You know, and well, uh, we see how his career went, right? Yeah, that's exactly what happened to him, man. Yeah. Uh, we've got another one here. Uh, Jake, the beefy man, thank you. Uh, Jake, it's an absolute honor to be able to ask you something. Do you have any tips for someone who is about to start pro wrestling training? Quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing you can do, two things. Number one, be in shape. Number two, Make sure it's a good school. Right. Make sure the guy that's running this school has been somewhere and done something. I'm tired of all these schools popping up all over the country where people are just being ripped off for money and shit. And uh, there's no training. It's just a bullshit deal. Right. And what happens is these kids get hurt. Yeah. 
and they, they take their fucking money and they get them in the ring and they fuck them up. Mm. Mm. So be sure it's a, it's a reputable school. Off the top of your head, do you have any that you'd recommend? Yeah. Dustin Rhodes has one. Yes. Uh, of course, you got the Nightmare Factory. That's in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Um, in Orlando, there's um, oh my god, what it was a tag team? What, what the hell? One guy was white and one guy was black. Oh, the Dudleys. The Dudleys. The Dudleys have one. Okay. That's three off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, have a question here, Fixtreme Bob. There are moments in life when time stands still. Heroes live and dreams come true. This is one of them. What do you think of the back rake as a finisher? <laughs> the back breaker? The back, back rake. rake. <laughs> you know, anything can be a finisher if it's sold properly. Bingo. That's the bottom line. Yeah. If you do it properly. Right. If you if you nurture that hold and you present it as a fucking beast, then you can make it happen. Mm. That's the bottom line. Mm. An arm bar you're finishing home. So like with Tony Khan, did he ever approach you to, to agent match or do you agent matches in AD? No, I, I don't agent matches. I don't do that. Not something you're interested in? No. No. No, because I'd probably kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so frustrated. I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't right. do it. All right. I love your honesty, Jake. Well, I appreciate that very much. Too, man. Yeah. Uh, before I get back to the Super Chats, uh, Jake, this question I would like to ask you. So when you first came into AEW with uh, Lance Archer, yeah. you just had that program with Cody. Right. And since then, Cody's gone and went back to WWE. What was it like working? Because I remember that great promo you had with Cody. What was yeah. it like working that angle? And what's it been like since Cody's left? And has that been a big loss for AEW, in your opinion? Well, it certainly was a large loss for AEW. Hmm. But there's plenty of talent at AEW. Plenty of top talent there. Um, my God. I mean, when you got Lance Archer, who could be a beast, yeah, he's sitting on the corner, man, waiting. Yeah, yeah, man, fuck, they got so many guys, right? And it's so just... frustrating for us to have to wait, but there are so many fucking guys there right now. What was it like, one hundred and eighty under contract or something? Yeah, shit? yeah, some crazy number, man. Wow. So well, it's good for the guys. I mean. God bless Tony Khan for giving guys, you know, a yeah. job and a steady paycheck. Yeah. I mean, uh, I sat at home one time for uh, four months. Jesus Christ. Didn't do nothing. Checks didn't bounce though, right? No, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, fun question here. Uh, hey, Jake, do you have any Alice Cooper stories? Uh, Alice Cooper is a mark for Jake the Snake. Yes. I'm the mark for him. So we went to uh, WrestleMania and they put us up on that scissor lift where they moved us way up in the air. Right. And then took us to the ring. Yeah. Yes. Brother, the noise, our bodies were just quivering, shaking. Yeah. And the hair on my arms was standing up. And all of a sudden, I feel somebody scratching me. And I turn and look, and Cooper is passing out. Wow. He's scratching me as he's trying to hold on to my arm. What, what was he on? Nothing. He just said, too much of a rush. Too much of a rush. Wow. Because it was fucking intense. And afterwards, I asked him, what the fuck, man? He says, Jake, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I had no idea what was going on. And then to feel that kind of a rush yeah. and then not to do anything for it. Right, he said, if I'd had a guitar in my hand or something like that, I could have done something, but I had nothing. Right, right. So just never been in that position. 
I want to ask you a question because um, I myself have dealt with substance abuse yep. issues and yours have been well documented as well. Um, I came up with a theory like being live entertainers. Yeah. Um, how much do you think that you just mentioned the rush that we get when we go out there and the high that it, it gives yeah. you? A lot of people will never understand that that type of feeling, right? They won't. How much does that contribute to a lot of guys in live entertainment, not just wrestlers, but in live entertainment, developing substance abuse issues? Oh, I think it's huge. Right? Huge, yeah. I mean, that's that's my theory on why these guys die. You know, all the, all the wrestlers that have died. It's simply a lot of them is downers, right? Well, the reason they die is is because what happened, yeah, the drugs do it, but what happens is they're at the top of their game and all of a sudden Vince says, we're through with you. Adios. Yeah. Bye. Wait a minute. I'm at the top of my game. Yeah. Yeah, but we're, we're, you know, we don't have anything for you. Right. So now you go home and you're scratching your fucking head wondering how you're going to pay your fucking bills. <laughs> yeah. And the wife is going, what are you going to do? And the kids are going, Daddy, you mean you're not going to wrestle anymore? Mm. And all this shit bombards you, and you can't take it. Yeah. you got to get away from the pain because you're you're dying, man, because you've worked your ass off for 25 years trying to get there. And you got a lot left. They just don't want it. Yeah. And the guy goes home, and he starts eating the fucking pills, man, the fucking... Get away from all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And they wind up choking on their own vomit. Yeah. And dying. I got introduced to pain pills at a very young age. Yeah. I was only 18. And what had happened was I was in a match and I did a dive in the corner. Remember Sergeant Slaughter used to that dive in the corner? Oh. Well, I covered my head, but I didn't cover my teeth and all oh. four front teeth. <laughs> right? So, wow. So I go to the dentist and he gives me a prescription for Vicodin. Oh, of course. And then, you know, you take a couple, it's like, wow, this ain't Tylenol, brother. Uh-uh. You know, but you remember that feeling. And then, you know, so then you take it for pain. But then when you want to escape, oh, yeah, I'll take a couple of those pills, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the same thing as me with Percocet, you know. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people take Percocet and they go to sleep. But Not because, me. Because I'm a drug addict. Uh fucked up right they do percocet i can drink case fucking beer and dance with you all night long it's fucked up right yeah and that's just the way it is mm. i'm no longer on any of it mm. Mm. congratulations to that dude i applaud you for that man years now man oh, that's awesome brother i mean to think if somebody told me that i was going to have 10 years clean i'd laugh my fucking ass off right are you fucking crazy i can't go 30 minutes yeah, yeah. What else you got? Yeah, we'll uh, get through these. Uh, CMZO, thank you. Uh, Jake, thank you for being continuous inspiration in and out of the ring. Too many. Who has played a major role supporting you? My family. Mm. My family. You know, uh, getting you know Dallas, of course. Yeah, he's the one that that fenced me in and um, got me started. But make no mistake, I had to do the work. I had to do the work. But he gave me a place, a safe place to do it in. And once I got clean, I was like, okay, I, I'm not using now, but man, I, I want my family. I want this, I want that, I, you know, I'm clean now. And for my children to open up and say, okay, dad, we're going to give you another chance. Fucking huge. Yeah. Fucking huge. And then 10 years later, I run into my ex-wife and we start talking. And uh, two years later, we're thinking about getting married. That's so cool, man. So, you know, we were apart 24 years. And and now we're we're gonna get hooked back up, so that's pretty awesome, brother. That, that's amazing. Anybody out there that's getting clean, 
you're going to be blown away by the good things that will happen to you if you do get clean. It works if you work it, right? That's right. It does, man. And the, you know, in the, the big book they talk about, you'll be gifted beyond all imagination. And it's true. It has happened. Yeah. It has happened to me so many fucking times, man. Mm. Shit that I could not even believe was going to happen has happened. That's so cool. It's, it's just been awesome, brother. What else you got? Yep. Yeah, we'll uh, get through these before you go. Uh, thank you, Joey. Uh, Jake, great to see you on the cafe. Which trio is better, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks or Roman Reigns and the Usos? Oh, Kenny. Yeah. Kenny and the Bucks, without a doubt. I think Kenny Omega is fucking unbelievable. Mm. He is fucking on spot. Uh, I don't like a lot of stuff that the Young Bucks do. But, brother, they're doing it and getting away with it. Whatever works, I guess, right? I mean, it's like, uh, wait a minute. I thought this was a tag match. And, fuck, they're in a ring together for fucking three minutes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Doing yeah. high school, you know? But uh, all respect and love that I give them, man. I just want to tell you, man, if you ever get a chance to work for Tony Khan, do it. Because he is the greatest. I have never been treated the way he's treating me. Treats the guys with respect, huh? Yes, and love. He actually loves what we're doing. And he respects the fuck out of us for doing it. And he, he blesses you weekly. <clears throat> Go ahead. Okay. Yep. Uh, we'll get a few of these. Uh, Jake, what is your best Lance Archer story? Are there any talents from today you believe could be a star in to be a world-class championship wrestling or mid-self? Oh, great question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He could definitely be a star anywhere he wants to. Yes. As far as good stories, man, just his strength and watching him walk that top rope and then do a fucking flip off of it blows my mind. With that being said, were you ever around Don Jardine, the spoiler? Oh, yes. Yes. Got any great stories about him? Oh, my God. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, Don worked for me. I was a booker in Georgia Championship Wrestling, and he, he came in and worked for me. Wow. Yeah. Because he's from uh, up where I'm from in yeah. the Maritimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's missed, man. He was a good guy. He was very influential for a lot of... Fucking right he was. Yeah. Yeah, I loved, I loved Don, man. I mean, I used to watch him wrestle my father. Boy, and I hated his fucking guts. Because you, know? you weren't smart enough, right? No, fuck no. I wasn't and then smart. you got into business and realized how good he was? Yeah, I wasn't smart till the first night that I refereed. Wow. Yeah. And I've, I've seen you had do interviews, and uh, I think you're, you're absolutely right. The best way to break into this business is as a referee. You're damn right. Yeah. That where you, you, you learn timing. Right. And you learn how to read a crowd. Right. These guys. Positioning and all that stuff, right? These guys, they don't know how to read a crowd. It's too choreographed. Yeah. Everything's in the back. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Kenny. Is he able to call a match in the ring? I think he could, yeah. Okay. Okay. But like today, it's it's all television, right? And it's yeah. like the time restraints and all that shit. Yeah. I hate it, but that's just the way it is, brother. And, you know, it, it's hard to change when you're making the money they are. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. it. You can't you can't knock success. That, yeah, 100%, right? It's like a lot of people will knock what Vince is doing, but, I mean, look at the bottom line, dude. He's making buku bucks. How many billionaires do you need? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> It'd just be nice if you give more of it to the boys. Right? Okay. Um, Waldo Shmir, thank you. Hi, Jake. Tremendous honor to be able to ask you this. Thanks, Renee and James. Were there any inspirations you had for the heel trust me version of your of Jake the Snake? It was a terrifying character to me as a child. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. To trust me with Savage. Yeah, yeah, I love that shit, man. Are you kidding me? Trust, trust me. It's so true. It's so true, man. 
What was his question? What was the inspirations? To, what was my inspiration? Or did anything inspire you to go that route? And like, oh yeah, yeah. I just looked in the mirror. Oh. You know, because uh, about that time, I was getting into the Percocets pretty good, and uh, it was changing my way of thinking. Okay. You know, I was angry. Right. I was angry because I was getting hooked on them. Right. So the trusting thing was pretty fucking simple, man. And and to let that anger out, I just let that character go. Yeah. Yeah. In your opinion, to practice promos, like I've had several different teachers in wrestling, Mm -hmm. in the mirror, practicing in the mirror, is that the best way to do it? Well, either in the mirror or driving down the road in your car. With the other boys? Yeah, I'm not with the other boys by yourself. Okay. You know, and come up with a situation. Now give an interview for it. Right. You know, don't don't try to write one down and read it off script, man, because that just sucks. With that being said, in your opinion, with the guys you're around, who could do that this day and age? Oh, there's a few. Um, Brother, my brain, I can't remember names, man. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I understand. I understand. Uh, there's a few guys that can do it. Dustin Rhodes can do it. Yeah. Uh, Omega. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. How about this? Who's the best talker in your opinion? MJF? Yeah. 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 All right. Now there was a situation where I think he took it a little too far. It's oh yeah, making the rounds where he dumped some alcoholic beverage on a child. How yeah. much is too much? Uh, anything where you do something to a fan is too much. Right. Here's the thing, guys. The fans are the ones that make you. Yep. Don't. Hey, you fat fucking bitch. You know, there's no need for that. Right. Number one, she probably is a fat bitch. <laughs> she doesn't and, need to be reminded. And the kids beside her know that she's mama's fat. Right. She don't need to be reminded. Mm. Is she coming back? I doubt it. Exactly. Because the kids are crying because they got made fun of my mama. <laughs> I'm not coming fucking back for that shit. Exactly. There's absolutely no need to attack the fans. None. Zero. Zilch. They pay They pay our bills, right? Right. MJF does have a problem with going too far. Need a little I, bit of restraint? Yeah, I think he just gets going and he just lets go. Right. You can't let go. You got you to gotta keep control of your shit. Great advice. That's great advice, man. A couple more, guys. Yep. Yep. A uh, couple more here. Um, right. What were the trials you had traveling with a Cobra? Did you travel with it, or was there a new one every time uh, he always wondered? The Cobra was the easiest thing in the world to travel with, man. I just put him in a small suitcase, did it on carry-on, put him up above on the airplane. I was doing snakes on planes before they ever come up that <laughs> Dude, that must have been a pain in the ass with that oh, yeah. icon, man. Yeah. The, the Cobra was easy. Right. Because he only weighed like 15 pounds. Right. One of those pythons weighed 150 pounds, man. Jesus Christ. And you have to carry them up and down hallways and hotels and at the buildings. God damn, that nearly killed me. I, I got, remember. Then you got to the bathroom at night and let him loose. You gonna piss at four o'clock in the morning? You gonna hang your, your stuff out in front of that snake? Hell no! Right. You know. So you had to put it in the bathtub with water every night. A little bit of water, yeah. Okay. He didn't stay in there though. He would always get out of it. Oh, I'll leave. He'd break, he'd break the sink off the wall. You know, break the you know like towel hangers and shit. He'd break that shit off the wall. And let me guess, Vince didn't pay for that. You did. Right, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Uh, last question then before we let you go, Jake. Uh, yeah. Bunga Bunga, sincere question. What do you think of midget wrestlers? At one point, they were fer- uh, legit ferry over, correct? Yeah. I love midget wrestling, man. Great attraction. Yeah, I, I think that uh, there's a, I think there's a place for it. And, and, and uh, you know, Vince used to use midgets a lot mm. with some of his storylines. But uh, tremendous athletes. Strong as shit. Holy okay. Greatest midget wrestler, in my opinion, Sky Lolo. How about you? Sky Lolo is very good. Very, very, very good. I don't know. I just got a, I just got a real soft spot for little Tokyo. Yeah? Yeah, man. He was so fucking funny. <laughs> you get that fucker drunk and he, oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. One more, one more question. One more. One okay. More. Okay. Uh, Kevin, thank you. Hey, Jake, what are your thoughts on Stone Cold cutting that promo at King of the Ring? Did he thank you for helping him with his career? Dude, that's what made him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's shown his love several times, man. I mean, at the time, nobody believed in him but me. No shit. Vince did not think he was a main eventer. Wow. Wow. And then he went out and cut that fucking interview, and the rest was fucking history. But uh, my only thing was, you know, they come out with that T-shirt. Austin 316. I had a better T-shirt for it. Really? Austin's Ten Commandments. Okay. Thou shalt not kill unless thou art pissed. (laughs) That's great. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife unless she's smoking hot. (laughs) (laughs) You should honor your mother and father unless they're dicks. Right. It's right on down the line, man. They missed the boat on that. Oh, well, hey, Jake, I, I know you're pressed for time. You got to go cook yeah. some food. So yeah. I just want to thank you so much. It's been an honor to have you on here. And uh, if you ever want to shoot the shit again, I would love to learn from you, Absolutely. my friend. Give me a few months and come back. Okay. Thank you so much, Jake. Appreciate it. Be safe. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, that was great. Hopefully yes. uh, we can have him back on. Maybe with Paul London, that'd be good. Oh, uh, yeah. We've got uh, some few more Super Chats, Renee. So uh, sorry, everyone, couldn't get through all of them. Obviously, we tried to, to do so, but me and Renee was marking out here. We want to ask our questions as well. Um, but I'll ask you, Renee, on Jake's behalf, see if you've got any answers for these. Um, another one from Kevin. Uh, any Hulk Hogan or Roddy Piper stories? Um... Hulk Hogan, uh, when he was filming that reality show, Hogan Knows Best, yes, there was an episode where they had wrestlers hit on his uh, hit on his daughter Brooke, and then the producers came up to me. <laughs> I know Carlito did it. I think Stevie Richards did it, and then they came up to me, and I was in a bad mood, and I just blew him off. I don't think Hogan liked that. Right. And then uh, Roddy Piper. He had called me. I was going through issues in Japan, and uh, Roddy had, through the office, that called me, and we talked on the phone. And I was drinking heavily at the time, and I don't remember the conversation, but he was basically trying to convince me I should go back to work in the United States, right? Mm. And then uh, shortly thereafter, Lance Cade passed away, and I called him up, got his voice message, and I said, yeah, my partner's dead. You know what I mean? But I, I, that's the last I talked to him. So, um, A lot of questions here for Jake. I do apologize, everyone, but hopefully in a few months' time, we'll save some of these questions and we'll ask him, uh, yeah. why didn't you bring uh, the snake to the ring? Um, but no idea why. WrestleMania, <laughs> that was... that was um, Taker. That, I think he's gone on record saying he held up Vince for his, for his release in that match. Yeah, uh, I don't want to speak for him, but I knew he had a he had a deal in place with WCW, and it was like a nice contract. But in between him leaving and joining WCW, Bill Watts took over. Yeah, and you well, you know Bill Watts. <laughs> he tried to. Well, I never met him, but I hear stories. Not yeah, uh, safe to say he liked uh, bringing down expenses, and he saw. Yeah, because he was getting a percentage. Mm. Off the money he saved the company. That's right. So, wow. uh, 
yeah, so that was unfortunate for Jake. Um, uh, sorry. Um, Caitlin, thank you. Uh, sorry, I couldn't ask you. Uh, favorite memories of Andre? Yeah, we didn't ask about Andre. Um, what's your favorite yeah. memories of Andre, Renee? He came work for my dad in the, I think it was in the 70s. And off, well, shit, I'll tell you, but my dad told me in one week, he had him for seven days, I think. And after paying all the boys and tripling Andre's guarantee, my father made over $100,000 profit in one week. Nice. And that was with $1.50 and $2 tickets. And what year was that? In the 70s. So in today's money, you're looking half a mil? You're looking at over a mil. <laughs> so people ask who's the greatest ever, and it's Andre the Giant, dude. Yeah, stick on on that. Uh, Hulk Hogan, I must have been a recent interview. Someone asked him who his uh, top five wrestlers of all time were. Yeah. Uh, at first, number one, he said Andre, but then he changed his answer. He said Ric Flair, number one, Andre, number two, himself at number three, number four was Savage, number five was Piper, or the last two might have been vice versa, but they was the top five, in his opinion. Ric Flair wasn't the attraction that Andre Giant was, sorry. He didn't draw the money that Andre Giant did. Nobody did. When uh, Jake was speaking about Alice Cooper, if I remember right, that was WrestleMania 3, wasn't it, when he was facing Honky? WrestleMania 3, yeah, with Alice Cooper. Yeah, so, you know, 90-odd thousand or whatever it was, it was a pretty big crowd. Yeah, I can only imagine. And this is Alex Cooper, like one of the biggest rock stars of all time. And for him to start passing out, it, it you know, gives you an idea. Like, well, you know yourself what it's like, but like being a wrestler in the marinas or stadiums in that case. It's like we're talking. It's the greatest high in the world, man. Yeah. That's why a lot of guys have a hard time coming down. That's why they have to go to a bar and, you know drink alcohol to come down or take a handful of pills or, you know, I'm glad that's, that changed. You know, people may, may make fun of guys for going to their room and play video games. Well, Jesus Christ is better than being six feet under, right? Yeah. It's healthy. Uh, let's, since Jake's not here, let's skip over the questions. There was a few more that just popped up for me. Um, yep. So, um, let's see. Uh, God bless you, Jake. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's great to know how um, healthy he is now. Uh, DDP is a good guy. Yeah, hopefully we'll get uh, DDP on next. Uh, so, yeah, apologize skipping some of them, people. But, yeah, hopefully uh, he'll come on in a few months and uh, we'll uh, get back around to him. Uh, there was one that asked me if I wanted to do the French tickler. Um, not tonight. <laughs> Uh, Mark Neville, I am from Ireland. Many of my relatives and friends were killed in the conflict over here. You were more of a wrestler to many. You made my childhood better. You helped me get through the hard times. Yes, and that's for Jake, not you, Renee. That's for Jake. <laughs> Definitely not for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I told my, um, like my family, I was like, yeah, I'm talking to Jake Snake Roberts tonight. They went, really? I'm like, yeah, this is like a big one for me. <laughs> and you. <laughs> so, uh, um, try to catch up here. Uh, Real Renee do the French tickler, not tonight. Smiley, thank you. Uh, hi, James. Are there future episodes planned for interviews with James? Did Renee ever work with uh, Raymond Steele? Um, I've got loads of my interviews in the archives. Um, if you just want to watch them, I'm sure I could upload them one day. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Renee, you work with Mysterio. Um, Shit, I worked in stereo many, many times, man. Yeah, you dropped the belts to him in RVD, you and Kenzo. Yeah. No, yeah. working with him is amazing, dude. What a talent. He's like in a once-in-a-lifetime talent, in my opinion. I mean, a lot of guys can do the moves that he does and stuff, but 
certain people just click, right? Yeah. And Ray's definitely one of them. So, uh, so that's the end of Super Chats, Renee. A uh, couple of headlines before we go. So I think I mentioned it to you that um, WWE, or Vince McMahon in particular, has been going to the betting and game commissions, trying to allow betting on the wrestling now. Okay. Well, the carny in me is going to call up the agents I know so I can uh, get a heads up. <laughs> yeah. Well, over here in the UK, you can bet on the Royal Rumbles. Oh, yeah? Yes. As for other matches, as far as I know, unless someone in the chat corrects me, I don't think you can. But for Royal Rumbles, for some reason, you can bet on them. It's been like that for a little bit. But man, wrestling, you, you know how predictable WWE is these days. We should clear up. <laughs> right? Yeah. With the bets in. Like I said, I'll call up uh, a few of the agents I know to give me a heads up. Well, so from what I heard, um, what's been said, obviously they'll wreck out the match and they'll give the finish to this one person. Now, I forgot the name of this person or what capacity he's in, but they would actually give the finish to this one person and they would give it back to the talent about an hour or two before they go for their match. How oh, yeah. much of that? How much of that's true? I don't know, but that's what I heard. Well, they're probably tired of the, all the shit getting leaked, right? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, there's been several instances where the like the fucking the format for the show has been leaked online because people are just fucking lying it around. How responsible is that, dude? Yeah, you know what I mean. Um. But yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of any other headlines. Um, just odd bits and pieces. Obviously, you uh, you and J Jake spoke about um, MJF throwing turned out to be tequila, not water, over the little kid. Yeah, like I appreciate the fact that he he takes his heel persona seriously and stuff. But there's there's a limit. Like you can, it's like Pat Patterson once told me. Like, okay. When me and Sly were doing our thing, right? I mean, nobody had more heel heat in the company than us. Like, we were over his heels. And we're in a Boston one time, and I think it was Boston. And then he rolls down his window and starts doing autographs. Now, me, in my mindset that I was brought up, I was like, what the hell are you doing, dude? You can't sign autographs for heels. You know, and obviously Sly told Pat about it, and then, Pat sat me down and said, you know, this day and age is different. You know, if you blow somebody off like a, a father and his kids for signing an autograph, they're going to say, well, fuck this. I'm not going to spend money on you anymore. Kind of like Jake mentioned where you don't call the, the woman a big fat bitch. Mm. Like, you know, a lot of people go to wrestling they let out their, they escape reality and let out their emotion. And as a bad yeah. guy, we're there to, you know what I mean? They can yell at us and not, <laughs> Right. How many people would love to yell at their boss or yell at their coworkers, but they can't do it? So, yeah. But you're not going to go and start insulting them. And, you know, I mean, they're not going to want to come back next week or spend another dime. Right. There's a way of doing it. It's kind of not targeting individuals, but like the crowd we spoke about, recruit. And, you know, every recruit match at the start, you know, for all you sweat hogs. Right. Uh, and you know, then the women take a look at what a real man looks like, right? So, when it's like a crowd, then yeah, it, I guess you can get away with when you're targeting specific people, one person, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Caitlin just said here, James, it looks like Betfair has betting for one on one matches, so they must do it. I need to get on that. Um, so yeah, um. Cena returned uh, Monday, but looks like the ratings didn't get much of a boost. I seen that man. Mm. It was it was uh, under two million again, and I think overall it was only up sixty two thousand viewers or some shit. But I, but Boston was completely sold out, so the live attendance people bought tickets to go see him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. And um, 
that, no, it's all hyped up. It's, uh, WrestleMania season. I think it's WrestleMania in about two or three weeks now. Is it really? Yeah. It soon comes around. <laughs> yeah. So there's the big debate. Well, night two, the main event will be Roman v. Cody, but the debate for night one, should it be a women's title match or should it be what it looks like it might be, the tag team match between Sammy and KO v. The Usos? <clears throat> Because that's been the hot feud, like the bloodline storyline, and obviously Romans could be the main event for night two, Sunday night, but Saturday night, a lot of people, myself included, believe Stammy should be in the night one main event with Kevin Owens against the Usos, because that's part of the biggest storyline in WWE for the past few years. When's the last time? There's never been a tag team main event in WrestleMania. It's very rarely been tag team main events in general on pay-per-view. Rarely. There's been the odd one. Um, I think one year we had Taker and Stone Cold against... Um, or my, I forgot it was. I know Taker, Stone Cold, and Kane was involved. That was one year. But besides that, like tag teams don't main event. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, didn't they have DX versus Taker and Kane? Yeah, I think that might have been the main event, actually. Jesus, you, holy fuck. What, did Sean, tell, what <laughs> did Sean tell Hunter afterwards? We're getting too old for this shit? Oh, man. Respect all four guys, uh, you know, but uh, that match. <laughs> I watched it once. I refused to watch it again. Like, the thing sure is, my... though, like, I, I wrestled in Qatar, and it's really difficult to breed in that climate. Because, I mean, right. Saudi Arabia is only like a three-hour drive from Qatar. About that, yeah, I would imagine so. It's like the same. It's, it's fucked, dude. There's like no air. I think they're in an outdoor stadium too, right? Yeah. I've there. just been reminded the first WrestleMania main event was a tag team match. It was! Yeah, I'm stupid on my for not remembering that. <laughs> it was. And you know who was oh. the guest referee? Muhammad Ali? No, it was Pat. Oh, Muhammad Ali's on the outside, yeah. 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 Yeah, but the actual referee, that was... That just shows how much faith Vince had in Pat Patterson. And then the the referee for the uh, LT Bam Bam. Is that Pat's well? It was Pat. Wow. Yeah. So whenever they have a celebrity, right, (laughs) let's get Pat involved so it doesn't fuck up. (laughs) Right, yeah. So, other than that, do we have any announcements or information? Or, um, right, I'm trying to think. Um, so, yeah, so we've been thinking we've got some ideas for some future shows in the future, everyone. So, we're just we might be doing some brainstorming sessions soon, uh, just give you some more content. Uh, but next Monday, uh, I guess it'll be our regular um live stream. Uh, I think Paul will be back as well. Next Friday, who's the guest next Friday, Renee? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> My mind's Sonny Uno, play. right? Sonny Uno, yeah. Uh, oh, no, yes. I think it's a Thursday, not a Friday. It's Thursday, right. Okay, then, no problem. Um, yeah, uh, funny enough, I've been watching uh, a few Nitros recently, and uh, he's managing Otomo Dragon. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and uh, didn't he sue WCW for discrimination? Racial discrimination, yeah. There was a yes. bunch. So it'll be interesting to um, hear that story from him. But, um, yeah, that should be a good one. And, uh, obviously, you know, we're, um, we're getting more guests lined up. Uh, obviously, we just spoke to Jake, which was great. And, you know, fortunately, we had the opportunity to speak to Lanny before he passed away. But it's great talking to these legends from the 80s. And uh, yes. I need to... Oh, uh, super chat just popped up. All right, um, but yeah, be great to ch- talk to more of these legends, especially from that 80s era, like, you know, Hulkamania era. Um, Gerardo, thank you. I'm tuning in just now. Did I miss Jake? Unfortunately, you did, Gerardo, uh, but you yeah, catch Gerardo, the replay. Catch the replay, and your sweater should be sent out tomorrow. And uh, Mr. Whisper, new friend of the show, thank you. Uh would it be a good booking, in your opinion, to have Cody beat Roman and eventually drop it to Sami Zayn, putting a bow on the Sami 
bloodline storyline by beating the man who beat Roman. Uh, thoughts, Renee? <laughs> well, now that WWE is the draw, like, they don't rely on so-and-so versus so-and-so the draw. Like, for example, the Royal Rumble was a $7.7 million game. Yeah. What drew the house? Rumble. It was the Rumble match, right? So they could literally put the belt on, I wouldn't say anybody. I mean, you got to have talent, but I mean, <laughs> I don't that think it means them in the past. <laughs> What's that? That hasn't stopped them in the past. I won't mention names. I don't want to bury anyone. Right. <laughs> People can come to their own conclusions. Right, right, right. But like, I don't know if the days of like a John Cena might be the last guy that, because, you know, wherever he's going to go, he's going to sell tickets, right? Yeah. Because they put pumped in so much money in promoting him over the last, Christ, what, over two decades? Yeah. Right? Well, since, I mean, they brought a main roster, what was it, 2002, 2003? 2002. But, yeah, but they really started the push at the start of 2004 when they turned him babyface. That's when he started getting the push and becoming like US champion. And obviously, a few months after facing yourself, that's when they turned the screw on pushing him. So, yeah, so over 19, 20 years, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway. Uh, um, so, yeah, uh, I think if there's anything we've missed, what we haven't spoke about, um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Unless you've got any more announcements about uh, any shows coming up for yourselves or, um, you know, any big plans for 2023? I've got no plans for 2023, just waiting for my waiver. And then all those promotions that messaged me throughout the years that wanted me. Because a bunch of people messaged you, right? Promotion on California. and will sign me up, man. Huh? will sign me up, brother. Yeah, I, I get at least. No, there, there, there has been uh, promotions who's emailed me about your availability. So, um, yeah, you know, it's like you said, you've, um, I mean, a few months ago, you said yourself, you didn't know if you was going to call it a day, depending on the results of your x rays and stuff. Yeah, the neck. That's the thing. It's like, listen, I, there's nothing more than I love than getting in the ring and tearing it up. But at the end of the day, man, I don't want to. I've seen too many guys, especially in Japan, right? Paralyze themselves. You know? Uh, th there is uh, one thing I will say, um, Renee. So I got a uh, message off uh, Twitter today. And uh, I'm sorry, Guy, if I forgot your whole message because it was quite a long message. Uh, his name's James, uh, funny enough. And he basically sent a message to say how thankful he's been to the show because it's helped him through some rough times and... Um, I'm sorry if I've got this mixed up, but I think he's had some like health issues and some, you know, uh, something to do with his muscles or some operations. He said, um, "I wish I had it in front of me, but um, I'm ju I've just remembered it now." But he just wants to say thank you to everyone on the team because it's really helped him get over a lot of these um, issues and like puts a smile on his face, basically. Uh, so that's uh, James from Twitter. Yeah. Uh I mean, we started this out of boredom <laughs> during the lockdowns, right? And yeah. just to kill time and for something to do. And then all of a sudden, I guess there's people that like it. You know, you're going to have your haters, your assholes that make stupid comments. But, I mean, shit, man, if we can uh, entertain you and in some cases help people. Uh, there's been a few guys that thank me about talking about my addiction issues, you know? And uh, that that means the world to me too, right? If I can help somebody get out of a dark place, and I mean that makes this whole thing worthwhile, right? So sure, this um, it's great just entertain people. And if it wasn't for the show, I don't think you'd be keeping much attention of today's wrestling, especially. No. But uh, yeah. 
but uh, it's great, and you know, being able to talk to yourself every week—it's you know—it's a pleasure for myself, and not just speaking to you, but we're obviously with Paul, with Joan there, and uh, Jason when he returns. But obviously, we've had great guests who's made time for us. Obviously, Jake today, Kurt Angle in the past, RVD, uh, Victoria, Gail Kim, all these people's made time for us. Um, it's uh, it's a privilege to do so, and and thankfully also, you know. Um, We've managed to build up a following, and I've also forgot to mention we have just uh, surpassed uh, five million views. Oh, have we? Yeah. So, as in, it, it's not shown officially yet that we have, but we have. So, uh, five million views. Wow. So, a little over a year, we got five million views. Let's try to double that on a yearly basis, minimum. Minimum 10 million views a year. Let's do it. Well, we. we Began the year, so my goals was for the channel to hit 10 million views and to get to 25k. So um, we're nearly at 16. We're getting yeah. quicker. We're getting quicker to 16 than we was getting quicker to 15, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, big time. So let's try to get to 25k by this summer, so we can do cocktails with uh, Dupree. Cocktails. <laughs> cocktails, and uh, yeah, let's. Hit those numbers, man. Hit that like button, subscribe, and share. And uh, thank you, everyone. You keep supporting us. We'll keep bringing you uh, as much content as we can. And next Thursday, we're going to have Sonny Ono. But join us this Monday where we return with Paul London and his special guest. Uh, 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 Ace Darling. Ace Darling. All right, guys. Bonsoir et je vous remercie tous. Bye-bye.